talk about the decline of Futurama. Now, I don't know if you guys know this because I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about it, but Futurama is currently midway through its eighth season. That's right, a full 10 years after the show was canceled by Comedy Central, it is now streaming exclusively on Hulu. You see, before the series was renewed, you could find all the old episodes streaming on Hulu. And what I'm guessing happened is that the executives over there saw that enough people were watching those old episodes that were, you know, at the newest, still a decade old, that it would be worth it to commission new episodes. And they actually managed to get, from what I understand, the entire voice cast back. Uh, they returned, which is really cool. By the way, because I know I'm going to get comments about this, there seems to be some discrepancy as to how the Futurama seasons are separated. There are some publications that mark Futurama down as having like 11 or 12 seasons, whereas some other people say that, no, it's only on its eighth season. And the difference is that some people like to categorize the films that Futurama did. You know, Bender's Big Score, Beast with a Billion Backs, Bender's game and Into the Wild Green Yonder. Some people say that those films collectively comprise Futurama's fifth season, while other people like to say, no, no, each of those films, which can be kind of cut up into four episodes, they're actually each its own season. Wikipedia, which is the episode guide that I'm using, they group the movies together. Therefore, that makes the episodes that are now airing or the new episodes, season eight, whereas other articles that I read, they seem to count the films as separate seasons. Therefore, we're on season like 11 or 12. I personally don't have a preference between the way the seasons are categorized, uh, but I just wanted to put that out there. I'm sure some of you have very strong feelings about which season we are actually in, and I am sure I, I will hear about those feelings down below. But in any case, when I heard that there were new Futurama episodes that were gonna be airing, I was excited because I, I know this is gonna be controversial to say, but I believe that at its height, at its best, Futurama was funnier, smarter, and more sentimental than The Simpsons. And I know some of you are gonna go like, what, that's insane, better than The Simpsons? But it's like, yes, honestly, that's my opinion. I've always believed that Futurama never really got the credit or attention that it deserved because it always lived in the shadow of The Simpsons or because it was too ahead of its time or because it was coming up against stupid studio challenges that were kind of beyond its control. So when it was announced that we were actually getting new episodes and that they not only had the original cast returning, but a lot of the same writers as well, I, I was really excited. And I remember at the time posting on my Twitter account, which by the way, you should follow me at if you don't already, it's at the Lauren Chen. I said that I was excited. I let you guys know that I couldn't wait. And and there were those among you, the naysayers, who said, I, I don't think so. It's gonna return, but it'll be a, a shadow of its former self. It's not gonna be as good. Well, you know what? We are now halfway through the eighth season, the new Hulu episodes, and I am here to announce you guys were right. And I wanna be clear, season eight so far is not terrible, okay? It is not the worst thing that I've ever seen. It is not solar opposites. However, I am gonna be pretty dang critical in this video because as a fan who's seen all of the seasons, all of the episodes multiple times, I know just how good Futurama can be when it's at its height. And unfortunately, the episodes that we've been given are just so, so lukewarm in comparison. We have a lot more to talk about, and I mean, a lot more to talk about, but first I do wanna say thank you to today's sponsor, Qualia Synalytic. Have you heard about Synalytics yet? It is a class of ingredients that's less than 10 years ago, and they're being called the biggest discovery of our time for promoting healthy aging and enhancing your physical prime. As we age, everyone accumulates what are called senescent cells in their body. And senescent cells cause symptoms of aging like aches and pain 
pains, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy, and basically a lot of things that are associated with that middle age feeling. And so much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off of a plant, qualia senolytic removes those worn out and senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. You only take it two days a month and the formula is non-GMO, it's gluten-free vegan, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And the best part is there is a 100 day money back guarantee. So if you don't like the product, you really have nothing to lose. I've been taking qualia senolytic and personally, I can say that I have a lot more energy than I did before. And that's really important because I'm the mother of a toddler and sleep can be rough. So if I have anything that helps me feel that much more energetic and concentrated throughout the day, it's a huge help to my productivity and just my overall well-being. So resist aging at the cellular level, try qualia senolytic, go to neurohacker.com slash Lauren for up to $100 off and use the code Lauren at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash Lauren for an additional 15% off your purchase. Thanks so much Neurohacker for sponsoring this video. The first complaint I have about the show is that it is currently too topical. And I know that sounds like a really weird criticism, but just hear me out. When Futurama first started in the early episodes, what made the show so interesting, at least in my opinion, was that they would try to explore how universal experiences uh, like aging or dating or working would play out in the future. In earlier seasons, we saw Futurama episodes explore questions like, how does aging work in the future when you have almost unlimited technology? What does dating look like in a world where the line between humans and robots is increasingly blurred? Don't date robots. Brought to you by and heck, how about things like war and politics? Will technology and different innovations change those spheres? Or will they remain pretty much the same, albeit with newer gadgets, because ultimately they are a reflection of the human condition at its core. That's the kind of content we got from early Futurama episodes. I feel like the writers were really at their creative peak when they were asking questions like, okay, what would be different about a society 1000 years in the future versus what would be the same? How would humanity be different versus how would it have remained unchanged? And maybe you could say that I'm overanalyzing what is essentially, I mean, it's it, it's a cartoon, but I think that is the reason why the early seasons of Futurama still hold up. They're still interesting to watch. You contrast that, however, with what current episodes are about. It kind of seems like the approach the writers now take with the future as the setting of the show is less how will technology and other life forms change the way that humans experience life and more let's take this thing that is happening now in the headlines, but add future gags and gadgets to it. For example, let's take a look at some of the episodes we've seen from season eight. The episode of the impossible stream deals with the phenomenon of basically binge watching. Fry decides to binge watch a TV show, but things kind of get out of hand because oh, he, he binge watches too much. The episode related to items you viewed essentially parodies Amazon becoming this giant mega corporation that controls every aspect of our lives. And eventually Mom Corp, the show's equivalent of Amazon gets so huge, so all encompassing that it takes up the entire universe. You also have Rage Against the Vaccine, which is an episode that, I mean, it asks, what if the pandemic happened, but in the Futurama universe? And they talk about the jab and disinformation campaigns, and it's basically the news cycle from 2021. Now, I'm not saying that those episodes are horrible and they were okay as I was watching them, but I mean, let's face it, in 20 years from now, are any of us even gonna remember what events those episodes were referencing in order for them to still be at least mildly entertaining? And I know some people are gonna bring up the fact that South Park does that whole topical commentary a uh, bit very well and has been very successful. 
But South Park isn't Futurama. And I would say the main difference between the shows and why it works for South Park, but it doesn't work for Futurama, is that South Park has a way tighter turnaround time than Futurama does. Trey and Matt have essentially spoken about how the show has almost a live vibe to it because they are so quickly churning out episodes. I think from start to finish, at least in the past, they've reported that it takes them a week to write an episode. So they are basically in real time commenting on what's going on right now, but that's not the production schedule that Futurama has. And so what we have with Futurama is a show that's trying to be topical, but is at least a year, if not more, too late on the issues they're trying to comment on. I mean, being canceled, COVID, binge-watching streaming shows, these are topics that would have been a lot more interesting at least two, if not more years ago. And obviously I understand that this is a matter of personal preference, but I thought that the show was a lot more entertaining, a lot more meaningful when it was leaning into more universal topics rather than trying to comment on pop culture, but being way too late for it. Which brings me to my next issue with the show that they have abandoned world building almost entirely. What I always found fun about Futurama was that it was a show which if you watched consistently, you would learn more and more about the world that it took place in. In the early seasons, we were introduced to the fact that in the year 3000 in New New York, people ate bachelor chow. They traveled in travel tubes instead of using the subway. Suicide booths were a thing. Uh, they were everywhere. MomCorp was this huge multinational corporation that was run by a seemingly sweet old lady who was actually just an evil old billionaire. And oh yeah, there was a robot devil who was just kind of kicking around. All of these little tidbits are things that you wouldn't necessarily understand if you saw a single random episode, but they're parts of the universe that were gradually introduced to audiences over time and that remained constant throughout the seasons that when taken as a whole, all of them together just made the Futurama universe seem that more real and I mean, as funny as it sounds, plausible. And now maybe I'm wrong and definitely correct me if that's the case, but in these later seasons, and I'm not just talking about season eight with like any of this here, it seems like they've almost given up entirely on this world building. I mean, for example, in this season, I mentioned the episode where Mom Corp essentially is Amazon and it consumes the entire universe so people can just say out loud, hey, I want something and it's delivered. Is that actually gonna be canon in future episodes? Is this now a meaningful part of the Futurama world or was this, just done as a one-off gag for an episode. It may be too early to tell, but I can almost guarantee you that it's the latter. I mean, seriously, after season maybe four or five, what world building, uh, what extra information about the world of Futurama have we learned that has actually remained constant? Really, let me know if there's something you can think of, but I'm struggling to find anything. I mean, I guess in the episode Children of a Lesser Bog, we do see that Amy and Kif, uh, they're children, their hatchlings finally join them. And so now in future episodes, it, it does seem like they have children. So I guess there's that. I don't know if that necessarily is what I'm talking about here, but I, I just wanted to mention it. And this ties in with the issue I'd like to talk about next, which is something that has bothered me about the show for really quite some time, which is that they've seemingly abandoned the original premise of the show entirely. I don't know if you guys remember this at the point because they don't really talk about it very much. But originally, way back when, Futurama used to be a show about a character, Fry, who was from the 20th century, or you know, the year 2000, but was now living in the future, a thousand years in the future. So much of those early episodes were based on the whole fish out of water premise. Fry is someone from our time, but he's living in the future and he's having to get used to so many things that are different. And that contrast of the world that Fry grew up in versus the world he was living in now, as well as the emotional and social implications of having lost everyone he knew and loved, those are really the meat of the first several seasons. There were so 
so many great and emotional episodes related to what the realities would be if you were someone living a thousand years from when you were born. I mean, who could forget episodes like Luck of the Fryish, where Fry realizes that the brother that he had bickered so much with while he was around had after his disappearance missed him so much that he named his son after him in honor of his memory. And who could forget the gut-wrenching Jurassic Park that looks at the extreme loyalty a dog has for its owner even years after the owner has disappeared. In later episodes of Futurama though, it's almost as if Fry is just some regular guy fully acclimated to the future. And considering that we are on season eight or 11 slash 12, depending on how you look at it, I suppose some people might say, well, yeah, he's still from the past, but he's been in the future long enough where it's like, okay, he should actually be used to it. He's not necessarily gonna be a fish out of water for the rest of his life, which is fair enough, I suppose. But I mean, considering that man from the present living in the future was the original premise and draw and really theme of the show. If we do accept the fact that the show's runtime has made that premise obsolete, it begs the question, should the show still be continuing at all? Because really without the fact that Fry is someone from the year 2000 living in the year 3000, I feel like the writers have found themselves in a place where they don't really know what to do with the show anymore. Where they no longer view the show as a way to explore what the future could be and seeing this fantastical setting through the eyes of someone from our era. They're instead just writing episodes where they go, hi, it's the future. What kind of crazy things can we do? They've kind of lost the grounding. They've lost the realism. And in my opinion, they've definitely lost the the emotional resonance. And if you ask me, it's not just Fry who's kind of made a huge departure from where he started out in the series. I would say that at this point, most of the characters seem just completely lost. Let's take Leela, for example. She started off as this really hardworking pilot who thought she was an alien and just wanted to find out where she was from. She wanted to belong because she grew up an orphan. And really some of my favorite episodes out there are Leela episodes. I mean, the episode where she found out that her parents were actually alive and mutants and had been watching her her entire life. I legit cried ugly tears. But now what does the show do with Leela? And again, I think this is maybe a symptom of the show having gone on for too long, but she's met her parents. She has a relationship with them. And not only that, but she's also in a relationship with Fry. So now Leela's just this kind of pseudo alcoholic. I don't know, there's not really any room for growth or development there. And I feel like it's the case with so many characters. They don't know what to do with them. So they turn their personalities into just whatever would make the story funnier at the time. And what I thought was a really obvious example of this was in the episode where Zap gets canceled. Zap who admittedly has always been boorish and really inappropriate and smarmy. He's made into like a character of what a 4chan insult misogynist would be if you write for the Washington Post, even even though he's never really acted that way before, but it's so the episode makes sense. It's so that the writers can turn Zap, who's an already existing character, into an example of what a 21st century man who would be canceled would act like. Your egregious behavior cannot. Why are you massaging me? You just seem so tense. Also, you should smile more. You're prettier when you smile, see? It's just nicer for everyone. It is therefore this court's judgment that you face the ultimate penalty. Uh, dating a woman over 35? Zap Brannigan, you are hereby canceled. <gasps> the second worst punishment. It's just lazy and it's just bad writing, uh, which brings me to my next point the lazy bad writing. Futurama for a long time was known as a really smart show. I mean, we're not talking about Rick and Morty level smart, but it was it was pretty up there. You could tell, and it's actually the case, that the people who were writing the show had backgrounds in science because there were jokes that, I mean, really you had to have some sort of knowledge of the STEM fields to understand. It's crazy 
How could they even know about a show from a thousand years ago? Well, Omicron Persei 8 is about a thousand light years away, so the electromagnetic waves would just recently have gotten there. You see, Magic, got it. What's in the box, Schrodinger? Um, a cat, some poison, and a cesium atom. The cat, is it alive or dead? Alive or dead? Answer him, fool. It's a superposition of both states until you open it and collapse the wave function. Says you. There's nothing funny about science. If there can be an x-axis and a y-axis, why not a z-axis? He's opening our minds to new ideas. Kill him! Yeah, those have really gone downhill, and I think a good example of that is the fact that early on in the show, if not season one, uh, they introduce people to New New York's Madison Cube Garden, which obviously is a play on Madison Square Garden. And I mean, that's not the funniest Futurama joke uh, that they have, but still, you understand where it's coming from. Like, uh, a cube is like a, a three-dimensional square, so we're a thousand years in the future, so it's almost like we've evolved to the next dimension. In this most recent season, though, season eight Hulu Futurama, one of the visual gags that we kind of see is that New York no longer has Grand Central Station. They have Grand Cylindrical Station. Square to Cube was already not like peak humor, but you could get it. But it's like central to cylindrical. It's like, yeah, cylindrical is a shape and it kind of sounds like central, but like also no. And I mean, outside of that, and I know this is probably subjective and perhaps some of you won't agree with me, but I just don't find the jokes of the show land quite like they used to. And don't come back till you settle your tab. Though I do regret hurting you. I tell you what, go see the girls in the back room. It's on me. Girls? Yep. Delilah runs a house of ill repute in back. Ill? You mean a hospital? I mean a cat house. A pet store? A brothel. A soup kitchen? Yeah. A soup kitchen. And I mean, beyond the humor, which is pretty dang important to a show like Futurama, the plots of the episodes, they're just, they don't make sense anymore. They're not good. I know that's kind of an amorphous criticism and kind of vague. Here, just listen to the synopsis of episode nine of season eight, The Prince and the Product. On a delivery, Leela falls in love with the Prince of Space, but his father forbids them to wed. Wanting Leela to be happy, Fry volunteers to duel the king for her right to wed the prince. In the end, Leela accidentally kills the prince and later learns that her strange behavior was the result of a science spell. Throughout the episode, advertisements depict the Planet Express crew as different toys, as wind-up toys in a world of round wheels cars, and as rubber ducks and weebles. I'm sorry, but what? Is, is that an episode or is that an acid trip? And this brings us to the final thing that I'll complain about in this video because it's already gonna be super long, but uh, let's talk about the animation. Futurama used to have really good animation, especially considering its time. And in fact, you can actually find YouTube videos talking about the fact that Futurama was a really interesting blend of 2D and 3D animation. Futurama stood head and shoulders above pretty much every other animated series of its time when it came to its look. And what really put it over the top was its use of 3D animation. Now, of course, I know talking about 3D animation being added into 2D has the potential to get you spit in the eye in certain circles. But the thing is, Rough Draft Studios, the production company who did the animation for Futurama, were one of the first to really pull it off this well and consistently. Now though, it seems like not only are the animators not interested in innovating, they simply do not care anymore. To show you what I mean, let's once more look at the episode Zap Gets Cancelled. In the episode, we meet a planet of airbag people. And yeah, remember that in addition to not being drawn well, this episode was also not written well. But uh, the airbag people look like this? Like what kind of ugly, lazy design are we talking about here? Really? This is the best that you could give us? It This looks like something my toddler 
Butler Drew. And what's worse is that in this episode, we were also introduced to the uh, character of Dr. Kind, who uh, walks Zap through his emotional training, which is his punishment for getting canceled. And that character looks like this, which is just the most terrifying, horrifying thing I've ever seen uh, on a TV show. Hello, class. I'm Dr. Kind, your sensitivity instructor. This is just not good artistic direction. It's not good animation, which is too bad because Futurama is a show that has spawned so many iconic character designs. And I know this has been overall a very negative video, but I do feel the need to reiterate that, look, if you were a fan of Futurama, I'm not saying that season eight is unwatchable. There are definitely worse shows out there. And if you're just looking for some Futurama nostalgia along with some new storylines, I suppose you could do worse. But the way I look at Futurama is kind of like an old high school friend that you used to be really close with, but then you kind of drifted apart. And every now and then you do manage to meet up for lunch or dinner. But over the years at each meeting, you notice that your old friend is a little more different. They change over time until at one point you meet them again and you realize that, hey, even though they're not terrible person or anything. At the same time, you recognize that if you were to meet them for the first time today, you probably wouldn't have made the decision to become friends. But anyway, those are just some of my thoughts about the fall of Futurama. And as always, I would love to know what you guys think. Uh, are you a fan of the show? You're still watching me talk about Futurama. I'm guessing the answer is yes, but what have you thought of season eight? Are you watching it? And will you continue to watch it in the future? Let me know down below. That's it for now though. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.